1: Wednesday morning, we are ripping and a-tearing. Good news, too, from the Women's Cricket World Cup. Australia winning its latest match, doing it quite comfortably against Bangladesh. Bangladesh, uh, 7 for 107. Australia in reply, 2 for 111. Winning runs hit uh, early in the 19th over, so a comfortable victory. In fact, only two of the Bangladeshi uh, batswomen scored I meant to say batsmen, batsperson, batswomen, scored batters. Batters, that's right, it's batters. Only two of the batters scored double figures. Um, so they got to 107. And then Australia, it was Meg Lenning, 48 not out. Alyssa Healy made 37. Beth Moody missed out, only got out for two. And Ashley Gardner, uh, 19 not out. So well done to the Australian women's team. Now, we have really... Uh, Struck a nerve this morning with our listeners' conversation. My co-host, James Magnuson has led the charge. It comes on the back of the Peter Boll, um revelation yesterday. B sample negative. Now, we will recap now because a lot of people join us from the top of the hour. James, you've, you've been there, done that in terms of being an athlete. Um, okay, well, first I'll throw a real big question. How many times do you think you were tested in your life, James?
2: Oh, Probably in excess of 200 times.
1: Okay, so you know the process well, and it hasn't changed. So what I found fascinating this morning, for our listeners who missed it, you you talked us first of all through the process of actually providing the sample. So can you revisit that procedure first of all?
2: Yeah, so the drug testers will turn up to your house, sometimes with a nurse in tow to take your blood, but essentially they'll come with a, a big bag. In that bag, we'll have the testing kits. These are unopened, sealed, all in plastic. In that kit, there'll be a beaker, and then two vials. The beaker, you uh, put the urine in, and then you personally, as the athlete, separate that uh, that beaker into the A and the B sample vials. Seal it yourself, package it, and that goes away in uh, in like a refrigerated container. The same happens for the blood. If you if you give blood, then you separate that from the the, uh, the beaker into the A sample and the B sample. Again, packaged up with the urine, and off it goes to the testing kit before it's sent off. You seal it, you, you tape it, you do all the business so it can't be open. Um, Yourself. And it's, it's all, you done, do by it. all done by the athlete. All done by the athlete. The tester doesn't touch any of it. So it can't be contaminated. So, there can't be complaints about the process. But on that
1: basis, A and B sample could not possibly be different. I mean, it, yeah, it, look, I'll, I'll dumb it down. If I mixed a cordial. Yeah. You know, a, a, into a jug, yeah. And I said, "Right, I'm going to put it in two vials, split it up. They're going to be the same." Yeah, it's essentially it could like possibly be different.
2: It's like cracking a, a bottle of Mount Franklin and pouring it into two separate glasses, <laughs> and then saying there's a different type of water in glass A to glass B. It's it's not possible.
1: What a good sponsorship for their sponsorship blow for Mount Franklin. Are they all board with us for the Like, <laughs> them to a urine test. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but here we have it. So, you as an athlete. When you provide that sample, you say, when will I get, do you ever, did you ever say, oh, so when will I get my result? How long will it take to test this A sample? What, what What's the, is there a normal course of events? Does it take two weeks, one week, three weeks? How how long to do the A sample?
2: Yeah, it's, it's usually depends on if it's a SADA or a WADA. So a SADA based here in Sydney, they'll send it away to their lab, test it straight away. If it's WADA, they'll send it back overseas and test it overseas. So it, it can differ, wow. but the only time you ever hear from them would be if there was a, an issue with your sample, if there was an abnormality or anything like that. So I never heard back from them saying like, we've tested and we've found this because oh, I never had an issue. But my whole problem with the Peter Bowles situation is that they tested his A sample, came back with abnormalities, what they call a, a positive test. And then that's released to the media. It's it's released to everyone and Peter Bowl's reputation Is forever tarnished, regardless of what the B sample returns. I can understand why there's a gap between testing A sample and B sample if there's an abnormality in the A, and I can't understand why it's anybody's business other than the athlete if there was an abnormality in that A sample.
1: Right, and and you are encouraging Peter Bol to uh, sue their ass. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. But can you understand, like, how you've explained that today? I, I had no idea that, I, I thought the testers were a bit more hands-on, so to speak, but no, it's the athlete. But, but I think it's a great question we are throwing out there. Listeners are buying into it. More text coming in now. The integrity of integrity units and, and A to B sample, why the delay? Like, they can't, can you, can you come up in your own mind any possible reason as to why it takes so long between the two,
2: the only like thing I can think, Fossey, is there's some sort of backlog of work or tests that need to be done, and that B sample gets put to the back of the line while they're testing other people's A samples. But surely that it should be, be an be absolute sure. priority.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, it should be like the next day. I remember this, with this, this person, this human, this athlete with the, the Peter
2: the Peter Bowl case. I think it might have been early early January, late December, where where his test came out. And they said, uh, we'll be testing the B sample in February. So in the meantime, Peter Boll can't train. He can't compete. Um, You can imagine the mental anguish he went through in that period because he's being called left, right and center, a a drug cheat. His fellow competitors and fellow athletes will probably forever have questions over his integrity And, and, and you can't, you can't get that back
1: after it's been released. No. Uh, mud sticks is a a, a, a cliché. Look, John's uh, bought into the discussion. Gents, so I like the conversation around sample A and uh, sample B, but there feels to be a bias here because Peter Bowl and Shana Jack are Australian. We never whinge about the delay in samples and what similar misery athletes in other countries go through because we naturally assume their guilt. John, I th- I, look, I think there's a, there's a bit of truth to that, that, you know, we hear... of OK, let's put a... a a nationality a chinese swimmer, yeah we we straight away go to the guilt, don't be on the a sample, we're not saying, oh well, hang on, let's wait till the b, but I think here this is brought to a head, whether it an Australian, an American, whatever that I think we are now entitled to ask the question why it takes so long when you can have this glaring abnormality that has, yeah yeah you know, such upheaval, but that that's not a bad text um and then we more broadly we're talking about integrity units. Like, I think more transparency is needed now than ever before to explain processes on integrity investigations. James says, name all the people on integrity boards and question their integrity. Let them fight to prove their honesty and intelligence. That would be interesting, mm. going uh, to uh, to that degree.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it is interesting that we just talk about them in a broader sense as the integrity unit rather than individuals mm. and what their background is. Yes. It's uh, Yeah, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors when it comes to these boards.
1: Yeah, that's a good point because when we have, let's say, players go to the NRL judiciary, we'll say who the panel members are. Yeah, there's no dramas, and we, and and that gives it credibility. You hear, oh, it X ex- yeah. player, he played yeah. 16 tests, you know, 300 games. Yeah, that actually, oh, okay, fair enough. That's his, you know, that's how they've reached their decision. Yeah, um, with the integrity unit via stealth. Uh, all interesting. I, I revealed that um, getting a treadmill for Valentine's Day is that romantic. Uh, Mick has said, Vossi I hope that treadmill isn't a metaphor, a metaphor for your life. Uh, Thank you, for taking interest here. So um, no, no, just, I just I, I hope that I'm going places. I hope I'm not just stuck on the one spot, but still <laughs> working out. I still I still subscribe to no pain, no pain, James. Nothing's mm. nothing's changed in that category. I won't be. I I shan't be trying to find out how fast the treadmill goes.
2: Yeah, so be more of a walking scenario than
1: running on the treadmill. Mm. Yeah, strolling, strolling, stroll mill. So <laughs> that's it. Well, it's called a treadmill. It's not called a sprint mill. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll just see how we go. Now, let's talk some football right now in the A-League. Happy to say, if you look at the A-League table, uh, Sydney FC have now won their last three. Things are on the way up. Uh, still a way to go. Still, you know, can't say definitely playing playoffs, but it's certainly looking a lot better on the back of the last three results. And playing Brisbane Raw this Saturday night at home. Uh, Brisbane Raw, on, in contrast, to coming off three straight defeats. Sydney FC last weekend, 1-0 in the derby over the Wanderers. And this is a great pleasure to welcome one of the most experienced players in the A-League to the show. He is the Sydney FC captain, Mr Alex Wilkinson. Alex, welcome. Good morning, fellas. How are you? And thank you for getting up early for us. Um, if I may, let's let's just call it like it is. Beating
0: the Wanderers last weekend, still as sweet as ever? Always. Always is. Yeah, there are uh the derbies are always the, the best games of the season and um you know uh, for for us whenever the draw comes out that's always the one we circle and and look forward to the most i guess so um you know it's always always sweet to beat them i guess not only for us but but more so for the fans you know the fans uh enjoy the occasion and um you know are looking forward to it for weeks in advance so for to get the win for them is, um was great
2: alex can i just ask uh you've got the new facility there at at Allianz Stadium, beautiful new stadium. Are you guys based there for your um, training and do you share facilities with the Roosters? We saw them unveil this state-of-the-art training center with ice baths, gyms and all that kind of stuff or do you have your own um, training facility there at Allianz?
0: No, so we're not based at Allianz. We're um, actually our office, uh, all our office staff are based there at the moment but um, we, as a as a training group, train out at uh, North Ride at Macquarie University, and we're in the middle of building our own facility there at the moment. So uh, that started construction about oh, would be about a year ago now, maybe or a bit less, and then they're looking at having that finished in the next couple of months. So, and then once that's done, um, all the office staff will move out there, and we'll all sort of be in the in the in the one facility there at um, at the Macquarie Uni Sports Field. So. It's um, Allianz is is fantastic. It's it's really enjoyable um, playing there. Like you mentioned, it is state of the art and everything in that in that stadium gives the players the best chance of of performing at the best level. But um, it's also nice to to have a brand new facility coming our way out at uh, out of Macquarie as well.
1: Hey, hey listen, uh, this this will sidetrack your little Alex. i uh, getting away from. It. Did you used to work at Macquarie Centre, <laughs> just by the by you're now training there? Did you used to work in one of the shops in Macquarie Centre?
0: Yeah, way back in the day I did, yeah, when I was fifteen, yeah. sixteen. I was um worked at a surf shop down there at Macquarie. So, um taking me back uh, now Alex Wilkinson. On, but, um, yeah, no, yeah, Alex Wilkinson, this day. is your
1: life because it <laughs> comes to the neck down.
0: no, I've got I'm building up to
1: something here, Alex. Um we actually went to the same primary school, would you believe? We we went to uh you that's are right, a former yeah. student of Ride East Primary School, is that correct? Sure am, that's right. Well, well, did you know that I was the goalkeeper of the premiership winning side in year five and year six? Thank you very much, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen from Ride's Primary. And did you did you know that? Did you aspire to that when you're at Ridey's primary? Did you look back at the uh the, the list of former champions there? Pretty amazing stuff. No. You're gonna say no, actually. I did know no,
0: that's that. it. <laughs> I did know that. We mentioned no. it before.
1: I did know that. You mentioned we've me been that's uh,
0: small world, mate.
1: Yeah, Riders Primary. Now let's Riders. get back onto the yeah, right east primary, one of the great schools. Now, the straight and narrow, were you aware of what was going on between uh, the two uh, gaffers? Uh, Steve Corica had a bit to say. It was the derby and, of course, uh, Mark Rudin there. Um, were you aware of what was going on and did you discuss it with your coach, your manager, after the game? No, nah, not. I saw... I'm saw,
0: After the game, I saw them having a few words, but I didn't really... I was too far away to know what was going on. So, I think it was just both of them, uh, you know, like you said, it's a the derby. They're both passionate, um... You know they beat us in the first one as well, so we were obviously desperate to get one back on them. And um, you know I think uh, Mark, Marco Rudin had a I don't know he wasn't wasn't happy with a few things throughout the game, and he was just obviously letting his frustration out. So you know they're they're, they're, they're actually pretty good mates. They played together at Sydney FC in, in the early days of the A League, and 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 you know uh, know each other quite well. So it's uh, it's funny what a what a game day and a derby brings you out there.
2: Is there a similar animosity between any of the players on the two sides, or you leave that leave that one to the coaches?
0: Uh, it wasn't too bad. I mean, there's obviously a, you know you know what it's like in sport. There's obviously a bit going on, but um, throughout the games, a bit of niggle here and there, especially in derbies. But look, I guess once the uh, once the final whistle goes, you know, you shake hands, you move on, and you you move on to next week, and um, you know every game's worth the same amount of points, I suppose. It's you know, it's, it's just three points. You don't want to get too carried away with it. and You've got to refocus and, and move on to next week, which is, for us, Brisbane Moore this week, um, which is another big game for us and a good chance for us to, to get another win.
1: Yeah, 5 o'clock kickoff. off you, you control your own destiny in terms of that, but if results fell your way, I think Mariners are playing the Jets this week. You know, if Jets were to win, suddenly... Uh, and you win you could draw level with the Central Coast who are currently sitting second on the ladder so things can turn around you're on a winning run let's keep it going and Alex just more just on an issue we're talking this morning because you're a man of great experience in the A League we are talking um, drug testing and procedure at the moment I'm pretty sure fans would like Mm -hmm. to know uh, is there regular um, drug testing with A League players have uh, do the drug testers turn up the, the random testing all that often
0: yeah, so yeah, you, they usually turn up uh, sometimes after games, obviously. So for the in-competition testing, we mm. sometimes they'll finish the game, come down the tunnel, and there'll be a few of them there to grab a few of the boys to, to do the tests there. But then at least probably, I'd say, three or four times a season, they'll turn up unannounced at training and usually grab about mm. uh, four, five, six of us at a time to, to do... Uh, before training starts as well. So, yeah, they're, they're around, definitely. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's I guess the whole um, point is that they, they come in unannounced and um, you don't have any time to plan. But, yeah, we, we definitely see them around quite often.
2: Isn't that the worst feeling when you come off the pitch or, you know, out of the swimming pool and you see the drug testers <laughs> there? How do they pick, do you reckon, which players within the team? to to Is it who scored a goal that game or the keeper made a great save? They go, oh, you better test this bloke.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they do go about that testing, but yeah, you're right. It is. It's uh, especially on a hot night when you when you you know you've been sweating for for ninety minutes and you come off and you're like, they tap you on the shoulder and you're like, mate, you're going to be here for four or five hours. It's the worst. So get get comfortable, mate, because yeah. it's going to be a long night. But um, but yeah, but Alex, the shit. last the last
1: point on that conversation and, and what James has revealed today, you you never get told. So you provide a test. And if it, mm. well, no news is good news. But you don't know the time frame. You may have been cleared two days later, a week later, like two weeks, three weeks, four. Like, would you like that to change? Like, would it, what would it? What would be the problem with them at least sending you a text saying your sample is clear? Like, just to relieve that little bit of oh, hang on, you know, just in case. In light of things like the Peter yeah. Bowl um, findings yesterday.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like you said, it's sort of if you. You sort of give your sample, and then if if you know if all's good, then you don't hear from them. And obviously, if if something's gonna, mm. something's wrong, and you've you've obviously failed the test, then you do. I think, I guess, with the Peter Ball stuff is that I guess you've got to question why it becomes public knowledge before the B sample comes out. I suppose, and then all this mm. sort of stuff, all this you know stuff the poor blokes had to go through with the A sample, and then all of a sudden you hear that the B sample is is clear, and you know he's cleared his name, but. You know, for the for the for the period between that time between the A and the B being revealed, then he's been going through hell, the poor bloke. So you wonder why it becomes um, you know becomes public until they have tested both samples. I know that it is rare that I guess both both samples are different, but at the same time, it's it's obviously happened and it's happened in the past. I'm sure a few times. Um, you know, it, but by just revealing it after the the B sample is is um, tested, it would it would save you know situations like this happening.
1: Well, Alex, we got you onto that topic um, unannounced, so thank you for your contribution there, and uh, we'll continue to talk about it with our listeners. But all the very best to Sydney FC, to you, and to Steve Corica, uh come Saturday, 5 o'clock, Allianz Stadium against Brisbane Raw. Thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Good man, Alex Wilkinson from Ride right east primary all those years ago. Um, there we go. Played for North Ride. It's interesting, Vossi, to
2: hear another athlete's perspective on that. I think it would be pretty much unanimous across the board with thoughts on B sample being released to the media prior to – A sample being released to the media prior to the B sample being tested. It's just common sense is not so common sometimes, is it?
1: Uh, No, true. Well said. One text as we go to a break from the biochemist. Good morning, VB team. Read the bowl sample, tests are all very low level quantities and irrespective of the uniformity of the sample are limited by the method accuracy and precision for whatever they are looking for. Using round numbers, if the upper failure limit for a hormone is five and the method accurate slash precision is plus minus one, the same uniform sample could deliver a valid result if four or six or four or six, all methods have a limit of quantitation or the lowest level they can quantify Remedia, no result, should be released until B-sample confirms A result. Given above, welcome back, biochemist. I'm just going to get to Google during the ad break and just Google all of that text. Um, <laughs> you know, sort of Just some terms there I didn't know. But thank you, biochemist. Uh, it sounds like you know what you're talking about. And uh, and I've got a bit of a headache as a result. We'll take a break. Uh, it's Vossi and the Missile. Text here from Shane the Sleuth. Where does the drug tester stand as you provide the sample? Good question, James.
2: Well, he stands next to uh, the toilet facing back towards the athlete giving the sample.
1: Sorry? It's front Sorry, on. on Full frontal. You, you, go into the, <laughs> you go into the cubicle, but not necessarily... Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. This, this is good text. Sorry, he stands... Like it's Kurt Mann, Kalen Ponga stuff, isn't
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what the situation was there, but yeah, so he stands next to the toilet facing back towards you as you hold the beaker yeah. over the toilet give, to give your sample. It's right. full on. It's quite, uh, the. F- I mean, right. I think right. the first time I got tested, I was about 15 or so, and it's mm. super intimidating.
1: Yeah, sure. And quite squeezy. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. All of, no, it is. That is it is. People it is interesting. interesting yeah. We're not athletes. We're yeah. not athletes. Might surprise me, yeah. people, but I'm not an athlete. And <laughs> tests, yeah. Um Try sports bets bet with mate. Start a group, build a multi together. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. I sometimes think the likes of Hemi Goodman should be drug tested, but that's uh, just by the by. Uh, Sean Omerod is here from Sportsbet because it's pretty incredible, some of the Sportsbet campaigns, where the ideas come from. Uh, Sean, good morning. I hope you don't mind me saying that. Yeah, morning, guys. It does really
3: make you, uh, make you wonder, boys. But uh, yeah, officially, no comment from me about that sort of stuff. But I'm just very intrigued about Integrity Wednesdays because it's really taken the hit with me coming on the show. And also, that that chat previously, uh, you learn something every day. I'm not sure there's a whole lot of integrity about a uh, no. missile on someone else just bundling into a, uh, a stall together, but there you go.
1: put. Yeah. <laughs> 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 bundling into a stall together... The person's, sque- like, I'm, I'm picturing the cubicle, sorry, the oh, cistern's yeah. there. Yeah. There ain't much room either it's side, not. but you're saying that the tester sort of squeezes in and faces you, but doesn't look down, or? No, no, it does look down. It does look down. Yeah, 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 oh, making man. sure there's man, uh, nothing untoward. Yeah, it's it's full on. This is unbelievable. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Anyway, um, can we talk a little EPL? Uh, just anything. Can we talk anything, Sean, in many prices, get us away off this topic for um. the moment? Yeah, let's move
3: it along uh, nice and swift. We'll, we'll stick with the uh, with the round ball game after chatting to, uh, to Wilco there from Sydney FC. But we're going to go over to England. Now, yeah, we know the EPL race it is really starting to hot up and it gets very, very hot tomorrow morning. Arsenal taking on Man City. I think this might be a little catch-up game. So we got we take a look at the ladder as it stands, or the table, as they call it, over there. Arsenal are on top. They're three points clear, but they've got a game in hand. Of Man City and the betting for to lift the trophy it doesn't get any tire it's a toss of the coin dollar 91 take your pick between Arsenal and City so I think whoever's going to win this game tomorrow morning is going to get a real big haircut in that outright market and city of the favorites here despite it being at the Emirates Arsenal $2.87 Man City $2.37 and the draw $3.40 so as I said whoever wins this game this is a massive game albeit I think we've got about 15 or 16 games to go in the Premier League. This is going to shape, or it's really going to shape up uh, who's going to lift the trophy at the end. So I uh, can't wait for it.
2: Then we've got the NBL tonight, Sean. Uh, Sydney Kings going head-to-head with the Cairns Taipans.
3: Yeah, Kings, uh, I'm going to say we, because I'm on the bandwagon of the Kings boys uh, this year. Gets the It's our semi-final campaign underway tonight. And I'm happy to report we're pretty short price favourites here. thirty-five. In the head to head market, Cairns, top end $3.03, the Lions, seven and a half. I might actually try and get out there. So I'll well, kudos bank around tonight and just get around the boys. And in the other semi final, the Breakers got off to a winning start in that little matchup against the Tassie Jack Jumpers. This one's down in Tasmania tomorrow night. Breakers still uh, favourites here, but only very, very slight eighty-five. The Breakers, Tassie ninety-five. But we're all aboard the Kings tonight, boys.
1: On the bus. That's great news. By the way, Sydney FC, you've got uh, on the sportswet market $1.90 to beat the Brisbane Roar $3.90. Draw is $3.40. That's for the game that we're talking to Alex Wilkinson about. And also, World Club Challenge uh, Penrith very short, taking on St Helens. Yeah, they were short yesterday, and they're even shorter this morning. $1.09
3: head-to-head, head, St Helens $7. The line has crept up. It was 18.5 yesterday, up to 20.5. It's a pretty formidable-looking Penrith side. And we've got news that the game's been pushed back because of the extreme heat. It's going to start at 6.50, I believe, now. But I think even though the sun's probably uh, done most of its damage, I think some of those English boys might still be uh, dotting the sunscreen. It's going to be that hot. It's going to be a shock to the system for some of those boys. But I think Penrith are going to get it done pretty easy. But 20 and a half. it's a big old line. Uh, we'll wait and see what they do with
1: some of those stars uh, maybe later in the game. Mm. All right, Sean, try sports bets, bet with mates, start a group and build a multi together. Conditions apply, gamble responsibly. 1 800 858 858. Thank you for an enlightening segment, as always. <laughs> thanks, Bob Chateau. News time, and then we're going to talk about more of the intric- intricacies of the drug test procedure.
2: Thanks, Vanessa. We're here thanks to Bryden's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's lawyers. Time now for this.
0: Hello, Moto.
2: Yes, he's doing the robot dance there. Uh, this is the part of the show, Bossy, where our listeners can have their say. Call the Motorola open line on 01 11 70 for the best battery life in its class. Choose Motorola or, of course, text us 0457 736 736
1: hundred percent. Look, there, there, there really is a podcast in this whole drug testing thing, because this I have learned more this morning and stuff that I didn't know that I needed to learn, but now I'm really happy <laughs> that I have. It is incredible. There are questions here from listeners. Vossi, can you ask the missile if the tester is wearing splash-proof Clothing, just in case you missed the beaker. <laughs> Fair question, because you are very close. You've now explained they are standing in front of you, Yeah. not beside you. No. They are standing opposite you. Do they wear any clothing of any kind?
2: No, any no. Thing? But Actually, no. they have a, a uniform aside, uh, right. it. it's like a full khaki uniform, khaki shirt, khaki pants. It's uh... a... <laughs>
1: Well, there's another thing I've never learned about. There you go. What the other? this fact sheet. As I said, it's a podcast, drug testing. This one. Uh, I need six beers before I can go with someone next to me. Hashtag stage fright. That's yeah. The black Stump eel. People.
2: Forget about next to you, Black Stump eel. Try in front of you. <laughs> it's yeah, even worse. In front of
1: you. In front of you. Like, yeah. you know, you talk about the dehydration aspect, and that's yeah. what Alex Wilkinson was talking about from Sydney FC. Yeah. But then add the aspect of... Blake's looking straight at you.
2: I'll give you one more little detail, Vossi, that makes it even worse. It's mm. shirts off, pants down what? to your knees to make sure there's no apparatus that you could possibly be using to give a fake sample. So you... Hang Sorry. imagine that. So
1: you are topless, so you you have not a shred of clothing on your upper half. Yes. And your pants are dropped below the knee.
2: Correct. It's full on.
1: Just saying for women?
2: I have no idea.
1: <laughs> oh, just, no, I would well, assume I'm asking. So. Seriously. I'm yeah, a, yeah. I'd sh- right. assume yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. So you can't bring in another sample out of, out of the sleep. Um, so the biochemist has come back. Yeah. Thank you, biochemist. Missile. So if you're suffering a bit of stage fright, what do you discuss with the tester? while you were face-to-face in the cubicle. What is the longest time you took to sample? Longest time I've taken
2: it. for a sample. That's an interesting one. Probably uh, I remember a specific time. I was – I'm not sure if it was a state or a national championship, so I was at Homebush here in Sydney. I raced about 10 o'clock at night, uh, went from – went out, got out of the pool and went straight to the bathroom after I raced because I'd, uh. I'd just been holding on while I raced. Into the bathroom comes a tester and says, uh, we're, we're going to test you after that that performance. Yep, no worries. Do my swim down. Uh, go to the testing room there at Homebush and just could not for the life of me because I'd just been to the bathroom, could not give a sample. I think I was there until about midnight and then they came in and said, we're shutting the pool. And so the tester said, well, I'll,", I'll and they can't leave your side. So they jump in the car with me, drive from...
1: Suddenly you're... You're Uber now. I'm an Uber.
2: Yeah. Drive from Olympic yeah. Park back to my house, come inside, sit down on the lounge with me in my living room and, and just wait till I think it was no. about one AM at night till I could give my sample.
1: You're kidding! You you open your house to this khaki dressed to toe Yes, tester. <laughs> yes, and you do you put the telly on. Is that yeah. you mind if I you know just put the show on? Yeah, and,
2: yeah. You want to? You know, but well, here's night here's world an, movies here's, SBS or something. I don't know what you're
1: watching, but here's a better story. That's very invasive. That's so often. Invasive.
2: Often yeah. these testers will come in pairs. So one to to oh, to witness on. the sample, and the second one to witness the process and and sign off as hmm. uh, yeah, I guess a witness. So the, this pair of testers comes one night, and they're from WADA. They're not they're not the Australian variety. They're from WADA, the World Anti Doping Authority. And it's a man and his wife. They would have been, uh, at a guess, in their seventies. So they come into my house uh, back when I was living in Dromore, and uh, and I'm playing PlayStation this night. It's about nine p.m. at night. I've got to be out for training the next morning. I'm playing PlayStation. They come in, uh, we're here to test a random sample. Yep, no worries. Uh, are you ready to go now? No, sorry, I, I'm not ready to go yet. Um, I'm actually, you know, in the middle of an yeah. important part of my and PlayStation it. game.
1: That's
2: right, yeah. So, yeah, no worries. So they sit down in the lounge, either side of me, man and woman, and uh, watch me play PlayStation. And I'm playing a game called Grand Theft <laughs> Auto, Vossy. It's quite violent. There's language, there's killing, there's, there's everything. And the man says... Uh, James, I've uh, we've we've got a problem here. I said, "Yeah, well, what's that?" He said, uh, "I don't think this game's appropriate for my wife to be watching. Uh, would you mind? Would you mind turning <laughs> off the game?" <laughs> I was like, "Are you serious? Are you kidding? I'm in if my, you my are own kidding, house that, on my own lounge yeah, playing the PlayStation."
1: The, yeah, that's oh,
2: right. Seriously, I actually, that, yeah.
1: is, I'm writing a book. I'm now writing a book <laughs> called "The The What You Don't Know About Drug Testing." Let's that is that's incredible. Um. Greeney, again, asked what happens with the females. And is it male testers for male athletes? Was yeah, it always yeah. a male yeah. testing a male? Always a male, male.
2: A always the male that comes into the cubicle and witnesses the front-on sample. Uh, but there is often a female witness there uh, for when you're, you know, pouring the beakers into the samples and making sure it's, it's all wow. above board. Yeah.
1: Uh, this one from John, hard-hitting. Uh, Did you ever use a fake penis? <laughs> I've heard that was a tactic used by some of the Russian athletes in the lead-up to the Sochi Games, that they would yes. have some sort of, when we talk apparatus.
2: Yes, correct, have, Bossy, yeah. So that's that's yeah, why they have God. the rule about the shirts off, pants to the knees, so yeah, you can't wow. hide an apparatus anywhere.
1: Didn't hear you answer yes or no to that question.
2: No, I've never used it. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 Thank you.
1: Ah, here we go. Uh, this one, uh, Pedro the Rooster says, VMs between faeces in the face and cubicles. There's been a lot of toilet humour this morning from Pedro. Yeah, we started the day um, talking about out of Germany at the ballet. Like, this is at the, at the bloody ballet. The ballet director of a show during intermission has gone up to a journalist who had written a, something disparaging about a show, like mm. saying, you know, it's a four out of ten. And the director of the ballet performances produced a bag of dog faeces and then reached into it and rubbed it in the face of the journalist, which is pretty extreme. <laughs> I, I, I found that one of the more astounding stories ever. Mm-hmm. Um that, that was and we did relay that story. Imagine if it happened in rugby league. Imagine if that a player took to something a journalist or a commentator said. And smear them with dog feces. What would be penalty? But anyway, um, the ballet director has since apologised, saying it was unacceptable behaviour. Oh yeah. yeah, it probably is a bit. <laughs> it was an overreaction. That's an understatement. Yeah, you're yeah. probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Schultz. Um, this one. Uh, after hearing about drug testing, now we know when they called James the missile, Dennis the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we... Look, that, we'll move on from that one. Um, g'day, fellas. On missile, drug testing and peeing, how many swimmers pee in the pool? Now, we're going all question. all I don't think we need to know that. Anyway, um, I think we need to take a break before we reload on this topic. Uh, but as we go to a break, here's Vanessa with Sydney's Traffic. Barry Batlow on the text said, uh, after all your discussion today, you might want to look on a YouTube song clip a song called "The Wee Wee Song" by Stuart Cameron. Google that, Stuart Cameron, "The Wee Wee Song." Thank you for that. We'll get when we get the chance? I'll I'll look that up if our listeners want to have a look at the Wee Wee Song and let us know what that's about. Stuart Cameron. Thank you. Uh, the Motorola Open Line, one 1170 It's almost. I'm holding my breath. Um, John of Harrington Park, who can be quite colourful at times, wants to talk about drug testing. James, do you want to hand-in? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, John? You, you can stand in Morning. the cubicle with John. Morning. <laughs> Morning, boys. How are you? Yeah, good, John. Yeah, good
3: good apparently, thing. boys, that when, when uh, James was in the cubicle with the tester, the tester said,
0: the,
3: he said, hey, Peter, I hope you don't get an erection. And James said, no, no, my name's James. And the tester said, yeah, but my
2: name's Peter. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? I don't know. I don't know what's uh, going on, bossy.
1: Oh. Right. <laughs> uh, was, that, was that the call? Just was that on. it? Was that it? The dogs were barking in the background. A yeah, bit happening in that call. Yeah. Thank you, John. That's great. Um. Thanks. No. Good. Very good. Um. Oh, yeah, uh, this this one hey, seriously. My <laughs> daughter was an Australian rep swimmer, and the girls had to drop the pants, lift shirt, complete turn, then do their sample test. Of when she was fourteen or fifteen, yeah. I, I yeah, asked yeah. that seriously. Like you said, you were fifteen when you were your youngest. Is there yeah. a limit? Like, I, I if I'm a parent, I'm almost stepping in. I'm not allowing this to happen. Mm. I'm not allowing my daughter, my son, to go into well, as professional as you may be. I'm not allowing this to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah, I. I... At the time, it's just a really intimidating situation. You know, it's it's very confronting, and yeah, fourteen or fifteen for for that young girl. At fifteen, for me, I I don't know if there is an age limit, Vossi. There, there may not be.
1: Yeah, well, 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 not if you're a professional athlete. Mm. I mean, there are swimmers under the age of eighteen winning. Oh yeah, Olympic absolutely. Events, yeah, you know, yeah, across a number of sports, gymnasts <laughs> yep. and yep. what have you. This one, James. Did you ever miss the beaker and splash the testers? <laughs> <shoes>? <laughs>
2: No, but interesting situation <laughs> that arises. So this beaker, I reckon, can probably uh, handle hmm. two hundred fifty mils. Maybe, maybe not even two hundred mils. And if right. you've been saving yeah. up for a long time, and suddenly yeah. the beaker's getting Four. near the top, it's uh, it's a dicey situation, bossy. <laughs>
0: His
1: shoes, or the, or your shoe, or your feet, <laughs> or your pants. I suppose your pants, <laughs> which just see around your knees, so. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, this one too. Fellas, let's not forget, Peter Bowl was nominated for Young Australian of the Year and had to cancel his attendance to the ceremony, etc., due to the controversy called by the A Sample. Great point. That's something he will never get back. Asada yeah. has something to answer for. Peter should go and see Lee at Bryden's Lawyers. 1-800-848-848. Ring Bryden. It's a
2: good chat to have with Lee when, you, uh, when you've when you got him on the show next. It, because, again, like he's, his reputation is tarnished. That was a huge moment for him. Uh, it's not Asada, we should point out. It was, it was WADA, but, yeah, really disappointing for poor Peter.
1: All right, Vossiaki, this morning, uh, we've had nominations that we should play a particular song by Coldplay. So we'll come back with that in a moment.